morning. Wanted to encourage you about the Christmas Eve service. Um, uh, we're going to do that online, you know. And really, it's uh, I want you to to look at it the way that we we want to look at it. I I don't like um, as our dream team knows. I don't like taking any steps backwards. I'm not going to say it's a step backwards, but you know, and just in the last few weeks, because of everything that's happened, uh, COVID wise. Uh, you know, we had people that were just affected because they were quarantined. But in you know, in a week's time, we uh, we had our dream teamers, our kids' town, our ushers, um, and a nursery. Everybody was affected, and then so we're over here scrambling. Like, okay, we get it, but how do we make that work? Our concern on Christmas Eve is if any of that, and we're not saying that that would, but if that happens, and we have went to great lengths to plan something, and something happens. Um, then, you know, I, I don't want everybody to, to be out because, oh, we can't do that now. You know what I'm saying? So we just thought with everything going on, we're going to make it a great time. So please, at 6 o'clock, uh, you know, tune in online. And after the first of the year, we're going to go even actually, we're, we're working on looking at a new format to not only do Facebook, um, we, and I think they still put things on YouTube. They record it and then put it on, but to be able to put it right on our website as well. But we want to have an hour service. It will be fun. You will laugh. We will, you know, it'll be all kinds, of, but it'll also be meaningful for the reason that we celebrate the season. So uh, the great thing is you can be in your PJs if you want and, uh, and eat your cookies, as Ron said, or, or whatever, but just make it a big deal. Make it a big gathering. Hey, we're going to meet it, you know, uh, and bring your family in close, and, um, and we're going to celebrate that way this year. And it's tough because last year it was like standing room only, so... It's really, I'm like, oh, Lord, you know, and we're going to keep the doors open on Sunday. Our goal is not to shut them. We just felt wisdom would be because the service is, you know, it's, it's celebrated around the world. Um, and just to be honest, we have a lot of folks now that are uh, they're waiting to see how this plays out by the end of the year and what happens. And, and I, I get that, respect that. So we're trying to be wise and cover that this way. So I hope you understand <laughs> we're believing God for great things in TLC. I think 2021 is going to be a great year. Um, you know, we can all say 2020 hasn't been the greatest, but uh, we're looking for better things in 2021. I want to talk to you this morning about hope for the holidays. And, and anybody that knows me, this is my favorite time of year. I love Christmas. I listen to Christmas music most all year round. I love how, you know, I just, it makes me feel, you know, I like feeling safe. I feel good. It remember, reminds me of when I was a kid. Um, some can't wait till it's over. You know, some are like, I don't want to see decorations, I don't want to see a tree, I don't want to hear one note until after Thanksgiving. Then you can. Yes, he said, people over there, yes, see, I go preach it. <laughs> so before we get started, let's welcome our online crowd. God bless you guys. So glad you're with us. You can fill out a connection card online, or you here, if you're a guest today, fill out that connection card. Get it to the guest kiosk. We got a free t-shirt for you. And uh, a DVD if you need it, um, just for you know being here at our service, no cost. We just want to love on you a little bit. So anyway, let's let's just continue this. So, but you know, at holidays they say is also one of the most times where people they associate something that went wrong, or somebody hurt them, or they have a loss, uh, maybe a family or something. And, and so it's it represents you know absentee of something or or someone and and pain and and all that but what i'm saying and what i want to get to is not just the normal things of the holiday and we all might as well get the elephant out of the room we are all experiencing a pandemic 
We're all walking through stuff that we've never walked through before that we have to deal with now. Mask up, get in there. I, I walk, or a band drove by me the other day, and I said, Maddie, check that out. It says, real heroes wear masks, and it had Spider-Man, and, you know, and, and I just thought it was cute. But, you know, but at least your viewpoint is, I, you know, we're, we're doing, you know, and th- nobody knows exactly what to do, but, you know. I mean, there's, don't wear a mask, do wear a mask. And we require you to wear a mask, but can they really? And there's people that are this and that. And there are people that are just easily offended at this time of year. Not only because it's just this time of year, but now it's this. You are limited. You may only buy two things of toilet paper. I want three. You can't have them. She's in my household. Can she buy some? You know, it's just, we, we were teasing, we're going to give out toilet paper for guests that come. Here you go. Thanks for coming. <laughs> Probably not going to be the greatest idea. But, I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on. Offense is running, and the enemy loves offense because, listen to what I'm telling you, and we're going to talk about just stuff. We're going to talk about COVID. We're going to talk about what do we got to do. But offense, the enemy's going to use offense because when he gets you offended, your receptor, your heart, your way to receive the things that God has for you is not working the way it should. In other words, it's hard to receive when you're ticked. It's hard to receive when you're just mad at the world. It's enough that you know you feel like, I gotta buy everybody a present. Oh, it's an exchange gift. And the limit for the exchange is $10,000. <laughs> That's what your kids would say. I vote we have a limit, $10,000 on the limit. You know. But it's almost, you're like, woo, if you're 180 youth and the exchange is a $5 limit, you're, if you're the parent, you're like, thank you, Jesus. You know, I can go to the dollar store, we can do something like that or whatever. But I mean, it's just the, the pressure to get the right gift, the good gift, or, you know, and all of that. And, and there's people that are just upset because they're dealing with a lot of stuff. Maybe you're just comparing. I don't have what so-and-so has, or they have this, or they have that. Why don't we have that? And, and the enemy, any way he can maneuver to get you in this time frame to get you upset, he will do it. Strife and jealousy, assumptions. This holiday season is like no other, again, because we have to deal with COVID. We have to deal with what we're dealing with. For the first time that I can ever remember, like Thanksgiving, people are asked to celebrate alone together. And they're showing commercials. How many have seen the commercials where the kids are opening their presents and the grandparents are somewhere else and they're going, that's great. That's awesome. And we, when we look at that and we say, well, you know, that is a, I, I understand the scenario and we can, we can be all right with it, but something inside kind of hurts your heart, doesn't it? You're like, I don't want that to be the case. I don't want that to be the norm. But it is the breeding ground for the enemy to get you off course, to get you off balance, to get you offended. Now, I've said this poem before, and then I put my own spin on it at the end of it, but I'm going to read it, and because we're dealing with offense and strife, and um, you know, there are people that are just mad. They're just mad. I've walked in the store uh, not long ago. I've got a cart. I have a mask on. And I've got people on the other side like, I, I don't know if I can even get six feet from you. You know, back in the day, if anybody did that, you'd start doing this. I'm, I'm good. But they're just, you know, they're just afraid. We have a world that needs hope, that is just afraid. Because nobody has all the answers. Thank God 
We have some answers today, and we're going to talk about who the answer is, and I'm sure you're going to get it, but we'll, we'll talk about it. Listen to this poem. "'Twas the fight before Christmas." "'Twas the fight before Christmas and all through the house. Not a creature was peaceful, not even my spouse." This is not related to anyone in this building, just so that you know. The bills were strung out on our table with dread in hopes that our checkbook would not be in the red. The children were fussing and throwing a fit when Billy came screaming and cried, I've been bit. Mama with her skillet and I with my remote just said, you change one more channel and I'll grab your throat. When on the TV there arose such a clatter, I sat up on the couch to see what was the matter when what to my wondering eyes should appear, the cable was out. It was my worst fear. The Cowboys, the Celtics, the Raiders, the Knicks. Without the sports channel, I'd soon need a fix. And then in the midst of my grievous sorrow, I remembered the times I'd promised tomorrow. Not now, my children, but at some soon time, Dad will play with you and things will be fine. Now under conviction, I looked at my wife. Where was my kindness? Why all of the strife? My heart quickly softened and I now saw my task. Some love and attention was all they had asked. I gathered my family and called them by name and told them with God's help I'd not be the same. We'll keep Christ in Christmas and honor his plan. No more fights before Christmas, and on that we will stand. My children's eyes twinkled. They squealed with delight. My wife gladly nodded. She knew I was right. It was the fight before Christmas, but God's love had come through, and just like he does, he made all things new. Here comes my version, or part anyway, not mine. The poem is over, our lives still go on. 2020 has been an explosion, a literal bomb. Not only dealing with holidays and the gatherings and mess, we also have to beat COVID, this dreaded virus. The election's not over, people are upset, they're losing their trust, they must have faith in God for that is a must. Stay the course and lean to the Lord, the task is at hand. He's the only one with all the answers that can truly heal this land. You'll be safe and sound as you trust and walk and follow in the master's care. The burden's too big. It's not for me. It's not for you or anyone else to bear. So don't let the enemy throw darts of fear, darts of panic, and darts of strife. Give your hearts to Jesus. He's the only way to eternal life. I want you just to understand, as fun as that is in a way, just to read and to understand that whole poem, we're walking in places we haven't walked before. We're, you know, we're making, you know, we have to make decisions of things that we would have thought never would have to be decided before. And those decisions, sometimes you're like, wow, that's just like dominoes. It affects other things and other people. I get it. Yeah. We're going to talk about this morning in just a few minutes about jurisdiction. And I hopefully I can give you some idea or a mindset where you're like, oh, I can see something. Now, have you ever seen something and not seen it? Remember back in the day when there was a picture inside a picture and you could stare at it and the, the only way you could see the other picture come out, you'd have to look at it cross-eyed. And then there was another picture inside of the picture and it would kind of come out and you'd go, oh, oh. But there have been times I've stared at that thing like, you know, I can't see it. Other people are seeing it, but I can't see it. Sometimes life is like that. Sometimes the word is like that. Come on, let's just be real. You'll read it over and over again and go, okay, okay, I know God says that, but I can't see it. What's it mean? And sometimes when we get with the Father long enough, it rubs off on you. And all of a sudden, the picture starts to come clear. That is my, my promise and my goal for you today, that you can see something that maybe you couldn't see before. 
You know, there's three ways. Sometimes, you know, we, we live in a world that's just full of strife. We, you know, there's good things in the world, too, so please don't. The world is not just terrible. But isn't it easy just to get into strife? There's three ways, quickly, I mean, and we're not really going to talk to them about them so much. But I just wanted to share, you know how we get into strife? Our mouth. Our mouth. Our pride. We got to have the last word in. Oh, let me tell you what I think. Let me tell you something. Our opinion. Everybody's got one. And we get ourselves into an argument or strife or whatever, tension, because of our mouth. Sometimes we'll say something, just we'll spout it off. How many have ever said something you didn't really think about, you just said it? Me too. We need to have these offenses broken off of us. Some of us are just past things, maybe things we've said or our mindset we've had in the past. Maybe, the, maybe it's a person, maybe it's not, maybe it's just a time of year, whatever it is. But I'm telling you, in what we're going through now, if we need anything, we need Jesus, and we need each other to be united in Jesus. Come on, because that is, that is the answer to what we need for what we're going through today. It's bigger, you know, there was a time when all this came out, and there's been so much stuff that's blown out of proportion, we don't know who to trust, do we? The news has been, oh, they said this. Well, now we have to recant that. That was a lie. We can't say that anymore. Or we shouldn't have said that, or we can't say this. And there's been this on the news, and this on the news. And who's actually telling the truth? Some of them go right opposite of each other. So if you're on the other end, you're going, what? How many cases are, these are how many cases? Oh, really? There's people that said they tested positive, but they never got tested. And so now you're like, who can we trust? So you're walking kind of in this fog. And, it, and when we walk in fog, the enemy wants to throw in fear because you can't see where to walk. You can't see where to stand. Your footing isn't. But my Bible says that God could be a lamp into my feet and a light into my path. So if I lean closer to the Lord, and we're going to talk about what we can do as we walk this pandemic together. I think it's safe to say we need to quit getting so easily offended. So the first part of this is just talking about we're going to have to let some things go. You can hang on to them if you want, but if you want to go forward, you can't go forward while you're hanging on to the past. It just doesn't work that way. Some people, I think, just feel numb or raw because it's just been so much. You know, in the beginning, nobody, you know, we were just like, whoo, because it was so blown out of proportion. Nobody was like, you know, uh, it almost, there's a lot that didn't take it seriously. We at TLC, we, we never denied that there, there was a virus, but there's just people, yeah, 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 yeah. But now things have happened where people that they know are in the hospital or there are some that have passed and they are contributing it to this virus. And we don't even know, you know, there's part of us is like, I don't know how much of that is truth or not, but yet... Still, it is affecting people that are hurting because so-and-so is not here because. So what do we do? How do we do that? How do we handle that? What do we say? 
Because in the back of your head, the enemy's eating away at you, you know, all kinds of things, all kinds of darts and all, you know, how do I protect my kids? How do I do this? What, I mean, I got to go to the store. Fear is one of the things the enemy thrives on. Strife, fear. How many know somebody today that's very easily offended? Well, you know, if they knew you raised your hand right now, they'd be offended at that. How dare you? How many, if we were honest, would say we have ourselves have been easily offended? Because sometimes we're just tired, we're spent. You know, I got... I'm just, sometimes holidays are tough enough, aren't they? But now I have somebody like six feet away, and I'm like, I'm wearing deodorant, I'm good. And I even have a mask on. Or just people where you want to just, hey, you go ahead. They cannot see your face except for your eyes. No, you please go ahead. And they're just staring at you. I can't see their face. Well, I can see their eyes. Just go ahead. I don't know if they're telling me nice things that start with four letters. I'm not real sure. And, you know, part of me inside, I am like, don't we sometimes think, like, I'm letting you pass. You should be thankful. I didn't have to let you in. I didn't have to hold the door open for you. Lord knows I've been waiting for you to come. No, we just want to, because what happens is the enemy takes everything going and he pushes it into you. So now it's in your world. Now it's real, and now you feel pressure. Now you feel like, and that's what he wants. Because when you're off balance, when you're off focus, you're easier to target and to get. When I grew up, how many watched Mutual of Omaha's Wild Kingdom? What was the guy that ran that? Yes, Marlon Perkins. Marlon Perkins. Marlon was awesome. He would say, while Jim goes down the river to fight the cobra, I stay here. So Marlon was safe, but poor Jim's down here fighting crocodiles and everything else. But my point is you'd watch that, and they would, they would do a study on these predators, and the predators went after, look, listen, now I want you, who, who comes to steal, kill, and destroy? The enemy. It's in John. The predators prey on the elderly who are more affected by this virus. They prey on the ones that have injuries or health conditions. And they go after those that separate themselves from the group. I'm just like, Lord. It's why it's so important that we not get offended that we, not, we want to be able to receive from God. We want to be able to do what God tells us to do, but we want to do it in such a way that it brings glory. People need hope. They need somebody to say, you know what? This isn't last one, turn out the lights, the party's over. This is, in Jesus, there's hope. There's hope. We don't have to shut this down. Jesus is still alive and well. I got news, and the enemy knows it. He's not getting off the throne. You can't impeach him. You can't get rid of him. Jesus is forever and ever and ever. You got social media to deal with, so that even makes the plot 
bigger. I friended you, but you didn't friend me back. Or you take time to friend me. You know, I have a Facebook account, and there's probably other that I tried to friend you, and you didn't respond. I don't respond to a lot of things. And it's not because they don't love you or wouldn't even be your friend. It's just because I just don't respond to a lot of things on Facebook. Half the time, I don't have a Facebook account. Ask my wife. It's not because it's personal. I just don't like the drama. So I don't, I don't get on it to respond unless somebody would directly respond to me. And sometimes I'll respond. And sometimes I won't. And it's not because it's personal. It's just because that's just where I'm at. How about this? If you text, you text somebody and they wait forever and a day to text you back. What does the enemy do in that time? They don't like you. They don't think you're very, there's this, there's that. Or you'll start texting, and if you have an Apple phone, the bubbles start to appear, and they go away. You got dropped in the middle of a text. That stinks. Then your mind goes, oh. It's so easy to get offended today. People, there are people that just thrive on stuff. My son told me there's people out there that I don't know what they call it, but they put things out online so that you will say something just to get you worked up so they can argue with you. Shut the front door. I'm just like, you know, and that's where I'm human. Lord, can I slap them? You can heal them later. I don't know. That just seems wrong. I, I just, I'm like, we got enough stuff. But you know, there's stuff that just, some things that aren't big to me are big to somebody else. And some things that aren't big to you are big to somebody else or vice versa. So some things that won't affect me might affect you. Maybe I'm, you know, that just doesn't bother me, but it would bother you. Some people are perfectionists. You know what that is? They see something and some of us would be like, that's, you know what? That's pretty close. I mean, I'll, you know, yeah, that, that's pretty close. But if that is not perfect, there are those that be like, it will drive them up a wall. That is off by an inch and three-eighths. I can't stand it. So it's a big deal. And there's you know, things that some people are dealing with during the holidays that you didn't deal with, so it's not a deal to you, but it is to them. We went in Walmart just uh, yesterday. <clears throat> America's place to shop. And, and there's about 70 million registers, and there's like four open, plus the express, you know, self-check. So there's like three or four open, and, and there's people with carts, and, and what's going through your mind would be what's going, it was going through mine. Why don't they open more registers? Because the last thing I want to do is stay here for a millennium, a thousand years, while my groceries thaw out. And so we get in line, we got in the short line, and the people above us, in front of us, had a lot of groceries. And I'm watching the guy check them out. I'm just doing what you would do, so before you throw anything at me, <laughs> just saying. I turned to my wife, and I'm not saying anything against him, but yes, kind of. I said, he's really slow. Because this is what he's doing.
I'm like, come on, Moses. I'm watching people that have got outlines. Some guy goes, finally, I can help somebody in aisle six. I'm thinking, should I go to aisle six? Of course, the guy right in front of me who's got a mega load of groceries. He goes through, two other people go through, and I'm not up there while Speedy is going, boop. And I said to Pastor Kim again, I said, he's so slow. And she says to me, you're the most handsome man in the whole, no, that's not what she said. (laughs) She says to me, honey, we don't know what's going on in his life. So I don't know. And, and she noticed that his hand kind of tremored a little bit. And, of course, then she tells me that, and right away I'm like, I am such an idiot. Don't you feel like, oh, you know, I'm not very spiritual. I'm not. So, so there you go. Here's your pastor. I'm not, I'm not saying anything bad against him. I'm just, my point was he was just not very quick. Didn't mean he was a bad person, but I was, you know, I was just wanting to get through the line. So I had to, I repented of that. And I, Lord, I'm sorry. You know, and, and again, she says, you know, it'll work out for our good. It's going to be all right, you know. And so I'm like, okay, let's go. <laughs> Boop. <laughs> so we go through the line, and, and the guy's he's a very nice young man. And so I ask him his name, and he tells me his name, and we got all done. And I said to him, young man, I said, you have a Merry Christmas. And he lit up like a Christmas tree. He said, I will, I will thank you for saying Merry Christmas and not Happy Holidays. I'm so sorry for people that are saying Happy, and he just went on. And I'm sure the people behind are like, okay. What I, my point, I don't know all of what's going through his life. I don't know what he's going on. He bragged on his grandma. He bragged on what was good in his life. And you know what? It blessed me. By the time we left there, as much as I didn't want to wait for boop, I'm glad I didn't move out of the line. I was able to say something. And again, my wife was helping the Lord teach me a lesson. It gives us an opportunity for us to use patience. <laughs> but isn't that true? Because in this time of year, everybody's in a rush. Everybody's hurrying. Oh, we have to get here. We have to get there. And now it's even better. Get in, get out. Wear your mask, put it off. Put it on, take it off. Put it off. You know, like that. It's just like, oh, dear Jesus. We have to put offenses to side. It's just, we just, if there's one thing that we need to do as a, as a people, as a nation, is unite together and agree that we need to start claiming God as our source and, and let's get this virus beaten. Because according to, to Jesus, it's already done, but we need to get behind it. The agenda at this time of year is supposed to be Lord and Savior and the promise he brings and, and all of that. But we are, we are, if we're not careful, we're so sidetracked in everything. Oh, what about this? How many cases are up? How many are down? And now, you know, wh- who is this and who's got that? And please pray they're fighting for their life. And th- those are not little things. Those are big things. What happens is when it gets in our world, it becomes a big thing. Sometimes we're not so sensitive when it's not in our world. One thing I love about my wife is she is sensitive to that. She, she's trying to tell me as requests came in and trying to hold back tears because she's like, we got to pray for these people.
The world is dark enough. There's got to be hope. There's got to be lights. The world needs it. If somebody isn't doing what you want, get over it. I mean, just start focusing on Jesus. But this is what's happening. We got to get past. I mean, yeah, they're still working through this election. But no matter who sits in that chair, we're going to respect the office, right? Because that's the office. And God puts those in authority. But whether you voted for Trump or whether you voted for Biden or whoever you voted for, let's get past that. Because, you know, it's already done. You can't go back. So if we hold offenses on that, then we're going to cause ourselves issues and not be able to help what we need to be doing right now. You can still have your opinion. You can still have your vote. But this, we got to get together here. Because we need to be, come on, one nation under God. No matter how you voted, whether I agree with it or you, I can't, you understand what I'm saying? And there's going to be people that maybe they don't, they don't act the way that you want, or they're not being very Christian-like. You know, there's a lot of pressure this time of year. Maybe you have certain individuals that, oh, man, I got to see them every holiday, and I don't like it. Maybe they don't like it either. And you might be like, well, I don't know why they wouldn't like me. We got to have to say, you know, instead of getting so upset when people are, you know, somebody, Maddie, I was with Maddie the other day, and she has her license now, so she doesn't have to have me in the car. But I was in the car this time, and somebody just flies past her, and the person in front of her and zips in the other lane, and the person in front of her honks the horn, and they told that person they're a number one driver. They didn't use their index finger. And, and, you know, Maddie's response is, really? And I get it. But again, thinking about like what Pastor Kim said, we don't know what that person is going. Maybe they're on their way to the hospital. I mean, it wasn't really the way to the hospital, but, you know, maybe they have to pick up somebody and run there, we, you know, or somebody got hurt and they're trying to rush home. And, you know, we, we don't know. But what I'm telling you is not everybody's going to act the way you want them to act. They're just not. They'll take things that you're like, I didn't even mean it that way. And they'll get ticked about it. And you're like, I didn't even mean it that way. But instead of praying against the person, pray against what's, what's blinding the person. Did you catch it? Just what is stopping them from maybe seeing what God says. Not what you say, what God says. Because I don't want to do something that God doesn't say is true. But if we're going to look at this thing, then let's see what God says about it. Does it qualify as a, as a, as a virus or, 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 you know, is it supposed to be coming near our dwelling? And how do we pray against that? What's the Bible say about that? Then we have to do what the Bible says. But, but Brett, what happens if it's already infiltrated? Then we bind it and we, when we stop it. You know, if somebody comes in my house and they're not supposed to be there, I'm going to throw them out. Do you understand? I'm gonna, I didn't want them in there in the first place. But if I found out, I'm going to throw them out. They're going to go in the front yard while she's dialing 911. Do you understand? There's no way. And again, we're going to talk about jurisdiction. We're going to talk about that in just a section. In just a second. I can't make everybody right, but I have to stand for God in front of me. I have to make me right. If I button up this shirt, I mean, right now, the shirt looks like I could have wore it in the 70s because it's got that leisure collar going on. Remember the leisure suits? Some of you are like, that was before my time. 
Okay, anyway. <clears throat> but if I button it up wrong, and I, and I you know, then my, it's all wrong for the whole day. I've got my shirt buttoned wrong. Uh, you know, I put the first button on the second hole, and, you know, then my shirt's crooked all day long. So if I can, if I want my prayers to be effective, then I have to get myself right because I don't have anything hindering it. Are you with me? So I cannot walk into the throne room of God and say, I'm going to believe God for all this, but I'm hating and I'm offended and I'm bitter and I'm unforgiving because the Bible says it stops my prayers. You don't need that. We don't need that. This country doesn't need that. And the enemy is doing a very good job of dividing the country up between two individuals seeking the home office of president. I'm not changing my vote. I still want to vote for what I believe the Bible says, but I can't vote again. If I could vote again, I'd still vote the same way. That's not what this is about. What this is about now, you need to see this. The enemy is trying to separate. He's trying to do things so like Marlon Perkins could call it out while Jim, he's trying to get us Pick us off one at a time. we got to get together at least and understand this is king. This is rule. If it doesn't go by this, if it goes against this, we don't do it. You know, the Bible says in the scheme of time, eternity is just a a vapor, a mist. You know, right now I'm, I'm a grandpa. I've got three grandkids. And it just seemed like just the other day, Mal was pregnant. And I was talking about Jay's boy, Sonny. It just seemed like Amy was pregnant. Now these little guys are walking around. They got personality. Well, in Sonny's case, he's hovering around in his little craft of whatever he got for his birthday. That was awesome. But I mean, they're, they're just full of energy and personality and it just seemed like the other day they were, they were so tiny. And now they're walking around pointing at things, saying things. Life brings change. Change isn't always embraced, but it still comes. You know, I, I didn't want to, you know, sometimes you don't want to grow up. You want to kind of be like Peter Pan. I won't grow up. But it still happens. You know, I started pastoring, my hair went from black to white. Oh, joy. I used to be able to go at Cedar Point, you know those things? I worked at Cedar Point a couple summers, but I could go up to those people that guess your name, or not your name, your weight, your age, or your birthday. I could win, because they never would guess my age. They would always say I was a lot younger than I was. I'd be like, sweet. You get white hair, it doesn't work as well. But of course, you know, it is, you know, things change. But we are called to be the hope and the light for the world. They need people that are saying, you know what, Jesus? You got this. Do you know that Jesus isn't getting off the throne? He's not upstairs, up, you know, I say upstairs, but he's not in heaven going, what are we going to do? He's not doing that. We're called to be the salt of the earth and the light of the world. Reflect the love of Jesus. Come on, we are his hands and his feet. There are people that are hurting and they don't know where to turn. And you don't have to have all the answers, but it would be nice if we would just reflect the love of Christ. Even if you said, you know what, I don't understand all this, but let me pray with you.
Let me pray for you. I do know that prayer works. And let me, let, you know, let me just believe for you. And there's going to be some people that might say, I don't have any faith. Then you can say, you know what? I'm not asking you to have faith. I'm going to use mine. Let's use mine. Can we do that? Come on, man. That's, that's like energy. That's like people saying yes. There's so many people that are small-minded. They just think of themselves. What's in it for me? What's this or what's that? Or, you know, all of those kind of things. They thrive on problems and we don't want to be small people. Being a Christian is a person that helps serve. That's what Jesus did. He just served. He just helped people. We're going to have to learn to let things go. Proverbs 19:11. Sensible people control their temple. They temper. They earn respect by overlooking wrongs. Now, I had said this in another message, but I pulled it because this is something, Lord, overlooking an offense is not the same as pretending it didn't happen. And you need to understand the difference of that. That's not saying, you know, it doesn't exist. It's just saying, I'm conscious of what I'm deciding. I'm going to let it go. I choose to forgive. It is a form of forgiveness. I am making a choice to forgive. You are rising above the situation and you're not letting your heart get infected. Because just think of everything that the enemy's tried to infect when it's, you know, the big things of what's going on with all the stuff in the government and all that. It's easy to let your heart get infected. You need to just let it go. You need to just let it go. The enemy is going to get you off what you know you have authority for, and he doesn't want you to bind what needs bound. In other words, he doesn't want to be found out. When he's found out, you have legality and the authority to get him out. We need to come together as a nation to put some disagreements aside and start saying, you know what, Jesus, the ones that are believers, Jesus has got the answer to all of this COVID-19. We need the truth to be revealed, justice to be done, We can do three things that this pandemic has asked us to do. I'm not always in agreement with that. You know, we had the Carmen concert. We just told people, we have a mask for you. We have a sanitation station. If you need to social distance, probably not going to be the place for you to be because I doubt we can do that. And we had over 250 people here for that Carmen concert. But just taking that in mind, there are people that, you know, have been infected by this that did all of the three things that they tell you. Social distance, wore the mask, kept their hands clean, and they're like, I don't even get it. And that's why people are like, I don't even understand. And so, you know, there are unanswered questions. I understand that, but let's just get Jesus involved in this. Listen to this. You can do three things. Let me just quickly, and I, you know, distance yourself from those that are causing strife. Social distance from those that all they want to do is pick a fight. All they want to do is argue. All they want to do is cause strife. You can still love them. Do you know love doesn't mean you agree with them? It just means you're going to love them. They can have a difference of opinion. You're still going to love them. Come on. But you might distance yourself because you don't need all of that strife because with strife comes all kinds of other things. So again, being smart, you're just protecting. So that'd be number one. Number two, put on the garment of praise. Now, I'm going to need you to lean with me a little bit. Everybody just go like this. Oh, so good. Okay, listen to what I'm telling you. This whole mask thing. I want you to put on the garment of praise. In other words, 
I want praise just like the mask covers your mouth. I want, that's what I want you to come out of your mouth. I want, I want you to put that praise mask on so that you can say a lot of things that you want to say, but you won't because they're not godly. Or you'll have to go back and take them back. Nobody likes to take things back, do you? I don't. I mean, sometimes it's worth, obviously it's worth it if you make a mistake to apologize. But I'm, to put that mask of praise so then in a situation like at, at Walmart, instead of like, he's so slow. Well, honey, we don't know what he's going through. Maybe this would be a good time just to, you know, just practice patience and, you know. And it ended up, I'm glad we stayed in that line. What situation are you looking at that you might need to put some praise on? Instead of looking at what's wrong, what's right? We can always find something wrong, but I got news for you. You can always find something right. You can. You can get a positive attitude and be like, but I don't have what so-and-so has. Well, you're not so-and-so. I had my kids tell me this. Well, they don't do that at Jimmy's house. Well, Jimmy doesn't live here. This isn't Jimmy's house. Look around. So this is what we do. And so we would raise our kids accordingly. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Find something good. Here's the third thing. Wash your hands and mind. Or not your hands, excuse me. That was the wash your mind and your mouth. There we go. Of the situation and then get your hands off of it. So whatever's going on, then, you know, if it's bad, then wash your, take the thought captive. Watch what you say. Put praise out there. Social distance if, the, if it's just strife. This is what we do. I said this in first service. Isn't this very true? We, we get offended, and, and we're good about, we're, we're acknowledging we're offended. Jesus, if I just, could I please be you for one minute? Have you ever wanted to be God? Oh, you know, just. But you know that's not going to happen. So this is what we do. We, we come to the Lord and we say, okay, I says to cast my care on you. I just want to give you all my cares. And so we get, and let's just pretend we put them in a suitcase. So we put all our cares in a suitcase. This is what's happening. This person hurt me. No, 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 no. This situation, this is, this is the event that happened, and I don't like it. No, no, but I have to give it to you, so I'm going to give it to you, so I'm going to do that. And we're good about it. Here, Jesus. And we take it, and let's say this podium is Jesus. Now, obviously, he looks a lot better than a bunch of metal, but work with me. You online, imagine. So uh, we, set the, we set the suitcase down there, and then we stand back, don't we? And we go, okay, Jesus, I'm giving all that to you. It's It's... It's pretty close, just right by your left foot. You, you probably touch it if you move your, yeah, just right. You, you going to pick it up? Look. I gave it to Well, if you're not going to do anything with it, and then we'll pick it up and we'll take it back again, and then we harbor it and we, we let all these things. You cannot receive from God while we're doing all of that. We have to let God do. If you rest, he works. If you work, he rests. You have to let him be him and do what he needs to do. So overlook is this, and I'm going to get through this here. It comes from two Hebrew words. It means to pass over. Uh, one version, it says to rise above it in your heart. So in other words, we're not going to wrestle with whatever the offense is and, and, and stay in the mud. We're going to let it pass over. 
Remember the children of Israel and the death angel that passed over the house, those that were in the house? The entry was covered by the blood. They had to take some lamb's blood. That, that whole symbolism is the blood covered them so the angel could pass over because of what their allegiance was. Come on. So you need to understand that what we're having is offense and the world and the enemy is just running rampant. You're going to have to choose God and choose life. And you're going to have to choose to forgive. Our first thought is just being thick-skinned. Give things to God, move on. Ephesians 4.2, humble and gentle, be patient with each other, making allowance for each other's faults because of your love. Now, I'd like to say I was perfect. I can say it, but none of you are going to believe it, and I don't believe it either because <laughs> it's not true. But this is what happened. True story. She's sitting right here. If it's not true, she'll tell you. She said to me one day, could you do me a favor? Sure. Would you shut the cabinet doors and the drawers in the kitchen when you're done getting in them? I said, well, I do. She said, no, you don't. I said, yes, I do. She said, no, you don't. <laughs> so that's pretty much how that conversation went. And she basically, that was it. It was not a, we weren't mad. She just said, you just ask God. And, and, you know, so then it wasn't long, I'm in the kitchen, and I'm leaving the kitchen, and I turn around, and I got like six doors open and three drawers pulled out. And I'm like, she's right. And to this day, I'm getting better. To this day, I continually have left doors and drawers. I had to go back to her and say, you were right. And you say, why are you telling me that? Let me get back to my notes and I'll tell you. She's making allowance for me. She's not telling me I'm a bad person. She's just like, you need help. Because <laughs> you, you do that. And I didn't even realize, there's some things I think that we need to understand. Instead of picking each other apart, she didn't come at me mean or condemning. She just said, I think if you, if you ask God, you're going to find out you did that. And I'm like, I don't think so. And then I found out, I do that all the time. So, again, let's not get into offense. Be thick-skinned. Don't we judge others by their actions and us by our intent? We judge other people because this is what they did. Oh, you, you, I saw you. But, you know, given the same circumstances, you probably would have did the same thing, but you didn't intend to do it, so you're fine. We have to be cautious of that. If somebody mistreated you, maybe just like what Pastor Kim was saying, they got stuff going on. Maybe they have somebody in the hospital. Maybe somebody is fighting COVID-19. Maybe somebody is... You know, there's stuff going on. There's this, there's that. Maybe they lost their job because they couldn't stay open. I mean, there's so much stuff. And, and for us to make that kind of judgment or that kind of offense, we don't need that now. People don't need that now. And you need to keep yourself clean for God. You might want to ask yourself, what are they going through? Isn't it easy to be a judge when you don't have to walk in somebody's shoes? 
Sometimes I think we take things too personally, and it's not even about us. I have a tendency to do that. If somebody doesn't, maybe they're, they're on edge and they're curt. That's not a name. That's just how they're acting. You know, they're just sharp. They're just, mm. And you might think, what did I do to you? I didn't do anything to you. It isn't even about you. They are just upset because life is taking them for a ride. What they need is somebody to be hope and just pray for them. That doesn't mean you have to be spiritual. Let's just stop and pray right now. You might get hit. But it might be like, you know what, I'm sorry. Okay, well. And you get to your car and pray for them. Or you get home and you pray for them. Or pray for them on your way to your car. You know, whatever it is, what's God asking you to do? So many times we build a case against somebody because they didn't respond the way we wanted or whatever, and we're just, we let the enemy just work, and then we find out, you know what, they weren't even thinking about you. They weren't even upset. They were just going through something there, and they just responded because they were on edge. Has that ever happened to anybody besides me? Here's our second thought. We have to just give it to God. We talked about that in the beginning. We can rehearse it. We can just make something bigger than it is. We can, that's nursing it. Or we can just give it to God. We can release it. Because when we release it to God, then he can reverse it. So he can turn it and turn it around. You know, the only person you can really do something about, so to speak, is yourself. So for you, I mean, because when it comes down to when Jesus comes back, and there's some people say, no, he's coming back soon. Well, we win. He comes back before I'm done speaking. I get the white horse. We're all going to heaven. If you believe in Christ, you're gone, okay? So we win. Um, but for me, as long as he tarries, I have to stay right before the Lord so that I'm not affected and I can be effective to go forward. Because people need that. Do you know you were called for such a time as this? You're kind of like Esther. For such a time as this, you know, if you couldn't handle what's going on right now, I doubt you'd be here, but God wants to use you for such a time like this. Be the hope that people need. Getting past some things, overcoming those. Colossians 3.13 says, make allowance for each other's faults. Forgive anyone who offends you. Remember the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. And that was the question. So how do I forgive if you got hurt so bad? Somebody has hurt your heart or hurt so bad. How do you forgive? You know how you forgive? Because you've been forgiven. Because what Jesus did on that cross, he forgave you, and that's how you forgive others. Because I'm, I'm here to tell you, there isn't anybody in here that has not sinned. And I mean, I've had my share of them. I've done things wrong, I've done, you know, and I have, I've dropped the ball completely before. And, you know, thank God for the blood. Come on. Thank God for Jesus. Thank God for forgiveness. So that's how we apply that. Because it's been applied to you, you can apply that. You can do it. Sometimes I know it's a process. Psalm 119.165 says, Those who love instruction have great peace and do not stumble. The end, uh, New King James says, Nothing shall offend me. I have a quote I put in my Bible that says, I love God's law. I put it on my phone, actually, and then I'm not easily offended. <clears throat> and I declare that. Does that work all the time? Sometimes I still get offended. But, you know, I have to go back to, oh, wait, I'm, no, I make a choice. I'm not going to be offended. But let's look at some answers, and we're going to finish this up, okay? All right. 
It's natural, I think, for us to want justice served. Don't you feel that? We want to see justice done. We want to see things uncovered. We want to see, you know, if there was some wrong stuff done and it appears that's what's going on, that they're going to peel that stuff back and they're going to find out exactly what happened, who was right and who was wrong and who did this or did that so that we have who we're supposed to have in the president. That's, you know, we want that. We want justice. It's natural. Um, And our nation needs that. But here's what I want you to understand. You need to be demanding justice in your own life. Jurisdiction and justice in your own life. That your victory in this life will be determined by your understanding of justice and how you enforce it. The victory that you have is going to be because of your understanding of justice and how you enforce it. God operates by justice. Justice uh, has already been served on you and my behalf. If you're a believer, it already has been served. Child of God, you have someone that has stepped in on your behalf, paid the price for you to walk away. Free and clear. Satan and all of his taunting and all of his tactics can't do anything about what Jesus did on the cross. Justice was served, and that answer is Jesus. He was already judged. The law pronounced innocent. He didn't sin. And the Bible says in Acts 8.32 that he was deprived of justice because he wasn't guilty, but yet he died for you and my, our sin. And he was deprived of justice, and he was crucified as guilty for us. Now, he was the only one that, and this is important for you to understand, because to fulfill Scripture, we're celebrating Christmas in a few weeks. He was born of a woman, but you know he, he, was, all, he was God and man. And so he had to come the way that he, that he came. He had to come through a woman, but because of how he came, he was the only one, because he was sinless, and he was, again, judged guilty for our sin, he was the only one that could take back God had crowned Adam with glory and authority, delegated authority, and Adam gave it to Satan. God had to send Jesus to get it back, and that's how that happened, and that's why that happened. So now Jesus got it back and then gave it to us as believers. It is delegated. Everybody say, but God. See, that authority that he gave Jesus he, he made a way so that you could get to heaven. Justice demands an answer. Jesus is the answer. But it's already been served, if you're a believer, on your behalf. Religion teaches this. You can keep praying and begging and hoping, and then hopefully that God will just hear you, he'll get tired of it, and da-da-da-da-da-da-da. But that's not really the way it works. Now, I get it in the natural realm. If you've had kids, I want a cookie, mommy, I want juice. And if they do it over and over and over again, sometimes you're like, take the cookie. And they're like, I got what I wanted. But that's not how it works. John 5, 14 and 15 says this. And this confidence we have in approaching God, that if we ask anything, now listen to the way this is, I'm reading it verbatim, according to his will, He hears us, and if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have what we ask of him. Now, if you look at the phrase, hears us, it's not talking about him physically hearing you. Like if I said, hey, hey, Kim, she says, yeah, babe. It's not talking about hearing like that. It's talking about a a spiritual sense. He's, He's talking about a case, a legality case, like he's hearing the case. In other words, he heard your request He is on the case now. He is hearing the evidence of what you're asking for. That's what that is meaning. 
It's a legal hearing. So he takes the case and he is going to enforce his justice because it's already been served. That's why Mark 11, 22 and 24 says we can believe we receive when we pray. You know why we can believe that? Because justice has already been served. So if you need healing, you need to hear what I'm trying to say. So I'm trying to get like, again, think about the picture thing I talked about. I want you to see something. Did I talk about it in the service? Okay, okay. I want you to see something. Here's what I'm trying to get you to see. You know the time when you believe and you ask, okay? God, I need, you know, we're believing you for this. And the time that it shows up, that time in there, if we could take a meter, is determined by justice and jurisdiction. In other words, your belief that that's been served. Do you understand? In other words, sometimes we pray for something and it takes a while. That doesn't mean you're not in faith. Sometimes it might take a while. There's sometimes I have prayed for a big deer and, and God would say, okay, he's coming, but he's, he's like four miles away. You're gonna have to give me time for me to shoo him over this way. I don't know if you, that makes sense to you, but, you know, but again, it's standing in faith. But on the other hand of that, when I've needed healing, I have believed God, justice was served. When I believed, I received when I prayed, and the time frame was shorter because my belief got enacted in it sooner. So there have been times when before I knew God would heal me, but I was just, I don't know what it was, just obviously a short circuit maybe in my faith, I don't know. It was two weeks or so before I could even get up and walk around when my back was hurting. And I thought, this isn't right. And so I, I went out and I was in pain. I was walking like Tim Conway the whole time. <laughs> Thank you, God. Oh, my back is great. <laughs> yes, it's, people are coming up to me. Can I help you? You need help. Can we pray for you? You can pray if you want. Oh, I'm good. I'm the healed of the Lord. Oh. And, but you know, in two days, it was gone instead of two weeks. In that meter, Jurisdiction, justice. It's already been served. Sometimes I think I'm in faith, and I don't think I'm really in faith. I find out I'm, I was really kind of put my faith in something else. You ever do that? God, if you don't come through, I got a, I got a MasterCard. You might as well go ahead and use your MasterCard because you're not, you already got plan B. So I'm not really in faith. But if God puts something on your heart and you're believing, you know what, I'm believing this. So I'm trying to give you some hope, okay? I'm trying to, you know, hopefully you can see something and go, oh, okay, I'm understanding. I'm finding out that not just for healing, but in finances or whatever. We, Pastor Kim and I, we sow seed all the time. We're, we're giving and we're doing, and God just starts, he just starts doing stuff. Why? Because jurisdiction and judgment has already happened. We already know who we have allegiance to. We've already sowed and believed it's done. It doesn't matter what I, listen, what I felt or what I saw. We walk by faith and not by sight. Because right now, you can look around and you might not be seeing everything you want to see. Well, I don't feel this way. This isn't about your feelings, or your vision. This is about God taking the hearing 
taking the case, jurisdiction. It's law. Do you understand? I don't really know how electricity works, but it's a law. If I knew how to put the wires at the right way together, I mean, I fixed the switch in our dining room. I took the old switch out. I turned off the breaker. At least I thought I did. Said it did. Then later I thought, I'm going to just, I got to go turn on the breaker. And it came on and I hadn't went down and turned on the breaker yet. But anyway, I, but I, I took the old one off and I looked at the new one and I put the new one on. I called Justin to make sure because, you know, it wouldn't be past me to be like, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he said, yeah, dad, I think you're good, man. I think that's what you need. I'm like, okay. And it worked. Now, my point is, electricity, how that works, is a law. I can't change that just because I don't like it or I don't want that or I think I'll connect this brown or blue wire. Let's put it here. That's not always a good idea. But it works for everyone who knows how to make that work. The kingdom works by laws, spiritual laws, the same. Gravity in this world, I can't change it. If I jumped on Gibby's lap, he'd have to catch me. I hope. But, you know, what I'm saying is I'm still going to have gravity. It's a law unless I supersede it with the law of lift. In the spiritual world, in the kingdom, there are laws. If you know the laws and you believe them, I mean, if you connect A to B and that's how it's supposed to go and A to B and there's nothing that's stopping that and that's the formula for that, you connect it and the lights come on, you go, oh, well, I could learn that if somebody would show me, hey, just put these two wires together and, you know, do this or do whatever that is. Sometimes that sounds easier, so I'm not trying to say that faith is just a formula, so please, I'm not trying to mislead you in any way, but what I'm trying to get you is your belief to see hope. Where you might have been like, oh, I'm just looking at all these conditions. I'm looking at all of what's going on. I'm seeing all these numbers. I'm seeing all this. What I'm telling you is this. Let's look at something bigger than that. Let's look at Jesus Christ. Let's look at something that's greater than that. Let's look at something that has answers to that. Let's look at somebody that died for that. And so then let's put our faith in this. I had to simply agree with, believe, what heaven said and declare it, it has already been done. That's what we do. If it works for me, it'll work for you. It'll work in your marriage. It'll work for sickness. It'll work for finances. Every area of your life. You don't have to just survive. I believe that God will tell you and help you. If you need more, he'll get you more. You don't have to beg him. He's given you delegated authority. I looked up jurisdiction. Here's the word, the definition. The official power to make legal decisions and judgments. Now, I'm, I'm going to finish this, and I know it's 1152. You guys have been very patient, so I appreciate it. And I know I'm going longer, and I'm okay with that. I hope you are. Please stay seated because they're wired, and if you get no. <laughs> People ask me this question all the time, um, you know, probably one of the most. I haven't been asking in a little while, but what is actually in my authority? I mean, what do I have jurisdiction over? Okay, I have jurisdiction and authority over my house that is put in my care. My children that are in my care 
If they're living in my house, they're under my jurisdiction, under my authority, because then I can set the parameters on what happens in my home. Come on, somebody. Okay, now, if your children are grown and they're, and they're out, do you still have authority? You have some authority still because you still, will they let you speak in their life? Yeah. If they do, you, that kind of gives you even more. If they're like, no, they're still your kid, okay? You still can speak things over them and speak again. Now, now listen to what I'm saying because some people are like, oh, that's just freaky. Get over it. There's enough freaky going on in the world. We need something that's bigger than what's going on in the world, and that's God. So you can pray against what maybe they're not seeing so that they can see. So then, then when they see, they go, oh. And then they were like, you've been right all along. Jurisdiction. But you've got to mind what you, you have delegated to you. What you, what you take care of. That's what I said. I, if somebody broke in my house and say I feel like it was a, a, a break-in, it's against the law, then i got to put my sheriff badge on because there's a new sheriff in town, you know, or it's the same one, and you're not coming in here. So you got to go out. I have to exercise then my authority, my jurisdiction, and my delegated place does that make sense so when we start doing that that's what the enemy doesn't want you to know we get to be passive christians playtime is over covid doesn't care so not you know let's let's be aggressive christians as far as our belief and what we declare on our homes i mean some of us might need to march around our house and say i'm taking this house back for god i've let some things lax i'm not going to do that anymore i'm setting my foot down this is what you might have to tell your kids this isn't happening anymore whatever it takes you got to do but when you do that Hope comes. Health comes. Healing comes. Finances come. Peace. You know, I don't go to bed at night. The enemy fights me like he fights you. Oh, he fights me on different things, you know, and I'm, and some, I'm sure some of the thing, same things. But when it comes to COVID, I, do I like it? No, I don't like it. So what do I do? I speak against it. I protect my house with it. You might think I'm nuts. I, I really want you to see I'm nuts for Jesus, okay? So when I take out my trash, I take out my trash on Tuesday night. So when I take out my trash, I'm taking out more than just the trash. Hallelujah. I'm taking out spiritual stuff, spiritual trash that's me. Father, I bless this neighborhood. I bless how I put angels around this house in Jesus' name. I put them on guard. And God, we set this trash out there. And it's, you know what they do with trash? They take it away. Why don't you let God take some stuff away? Why don't you declare what you have jurisdiction over? Why don't you declare what you have judgment over? People are like, oh, you can't judge. Give me a break. That Bible in here, I'm not talking about judging people. I'm talking about stuff for your life. Is it good or bad? What's the Bible say about it? Because you will be accountable for what that says in your house. Brett, that's hard. I'm not trying to be hard. I'm trying to help you. I'm trying to show you that if you follow what God says, you'll bring hope back in. You'll live more at peace. 
things will start happening, and you'll be like, oh, man, that's favor. Yeah, it is. You know why? Because I serve God. You have that too. It's time for you and I to get hope for the holidays. It's time for us to take this season. No, we don't like COVID, but enjoy your family, the Lord, and what God tells you to do. If that is by virtual, you know, Zoom, and that's what you feel to do, okay, then enjoy that. That's your call, and that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. If you're not doing that and you're having your immediate family still get together, then enjoy that. You know what you'll do? You need to profess what you believe. That's how everything happens in the kingdom. Confess with your mouth, believe in your heart, do not doubt. The enemy's going to try to tell you, you can't get next to that person. They had. You know what? I've prayed for many people in the hospital. And I went in, and they've had me put on zoot suits and all kinds of stuff. And they go in there, and they're, you know, they're like, oh, you can't. Boy, it's gonna, you got to make sure you have everything covered. And, you know, don't touch them. And you know what? I didn't come in there being afraid. I'm not going in there being afraid, and I'm not leaving being afraid. I'm going to pray for them. Because nothing, no virus, no sickness, no disease, if it touches my body, dies instantly. Come on, somebody. Because greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. I believe God is bigger than that. And when we, we, we start claiming the word, we, we, we start saying, God, my house, my jurisdiction, my life, my authority is based on you. Would you bow your head and close your eyes?